Happy New Year. Welcome back. Happy New Year. We are back. Kinda. The return, as the title says. Oh, that's what we're going with. <clears throat> the return. Yep. Nice. Like it. Short and sweet. Yeah, sorry about that. It's been a few weeks. We're going to get back on a regular schedule again, I think. Maybe, yep. Hopefully. And we have a shit ton of stuff to talk about today since we have missed quite a bit. Couple. But also a lot of bit a lot of stuff has been going on. So, well, we're starting to get into full swing again. We're about a month out of uh kickoff for the elites at least. Yep, which means at some point we're going to have our first Bassmaster Fantasy oh, episode, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Just throwing it out there again. It's going to be AZ Doc Talk. Yep. Bassmaster Fantasy. Go to Bassmaster.com. Click on their fantasy tab up at the top. Join the group. Yep. It'll join, be open. Join up. Get your uh, your name in there. Find us. Find us on there and then join our. I'm going to make a Discord for it too. There we go. That'll be cool. I figured everybody can BS in there and talk shit and. Yeah. Just have a good time. That'll be fun. See how many of you uh, join up and see who can uh, mop the floor of er- with everybody else. Yeah, I think it should be a lot of fun. The year. Always enjoy fantasy fishing. Always a good time. So, obviously, we had our uh, tournament at Apache, which we'll talk talk about here at the end of all the other stuff we're going to talk about. Yeah, we did. Um, but we also have quite a bit of news from we have news from az bass nation Bassmaster elites some mlf bass pro tour news um lots of lots of stuff happening here before the the, the season starts which which normally happens yeah everybody's starting to get a line <clears throat> this year more than around. ever though i don't know there's a lot of people with the whole bass pro tour there's a lot of shake up there and, well it's because the bass pro tour doesn't know what it's doing anymore and the opens has changed quite a bit to a lot more people are liking it more, so more people are joining and trying to get in. So, field stacked. Yeah, I feel like we say that every year. It's just getting more and more stacked because everybody's trying to come back in now. Mm-hmm. And then you're getting college studs that are coming in, and yeah. I mean, I, I almost think that that's the most competitive bass fishing out there right now. For sure, yeah. Is it, trying to run that gauntlet, hands down. I mean, you could say MLF just because the. The field size is smaller now, and the names are there, but... I don't know. I'd still put some of the yeah, elite I, guys up with them. I still think they're they're a little bit more talented at the end of the day. The times have caught up with a few guys. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. The Opens are insane, though. Yeah, that's another one. Just the Opens are ridiculous. Yeah. The talent level in there is, is crazy. <clears throat> so, I guess first with the... Uh, Elite Series news. Um, Icon Boats picked up a few elite anglers uh, in the past, I think, week, both of them. Raining AOY. Yep, raining Mr. AOY. Mr. Kyle Welcher. Kyle Welcher, yep. And then uh, Mr. With the Times, always has been, uh, Hunter Shryock. Makes sense. Joins Icon as well, so. And who is both of their buddy? Well, Jacob Wheeler. They are real good friends with Wheeler. So, makes Funny sense, how that works. Makes sense how they got in there, but man, that's a fucking awesome boat. So that's that's going to be cool to see. Uh, Hunter already did a walkthrough video of it. It's it's incredible. <clears throat> yeah, the thing that that boat can do is mind blowing. Well, how it auto doses. Yeah, it's uh, like your having, and it's stuff like for having an and... auto. It's like having a dosing system for your aquarium. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. The live well system in that thing is top notch. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we have that. We get to see a couple icon boats on tour this year. We don't have to watch a Bass Pro Tour in order, in order to see them. I'm excited. So, so that'll be fun. And Hunter and Kyle definitely have, especially Kyle after last year. You might see him on uh, Bass Live a few times. So <laughs> you'll definitely get to see the boat up close and personal. Oh yeah, because I feel like he's he's got the mentality of he's gonna go he's gonna go try to repeat. Uh huh. For sure. He's just I don't know. He's that oddly cool, calm, collected. Even after he wins one, I feel like he's still going to roll into the next year just doing his thing. Yep. Um, I guess other news for Bass, for the Elite Series is 
<laughs> kind of a controversial thing that's going on now. I find it absolutely hilarious. Uh, forward-facing sonar breaks now. Oh, you're that, skipping. I'm just doing Bassmaster stuff. Got it. Never um, mind. Not the segue I thought it was. Keep it in line a little bit. Got it. But yeah, forward-facing sonar breaks. Saw that. They're now putting trolling motors and attaching them to power pole to your power poles. I'm sure they're going to take them off for certain lakes to help keep the boat perfectly positioned on your forward-facing sonar fish as you're fishing them, so you don't blow over them. I think it's going to be huge for up north um, in your river fisheries with the with drifting wind and current, yeah, and all that. But uh, I know, I know for sure Ben Milliken is one of the elites that has it on his boat. Um, I believe in the podcast Mercer's podcast with Swindle. Swindle said there was like five or six that have them now. I think that are going to be running it this year on tour. So that'll be interesting to see how that really works. But is man. this going to be the new thing everybody cries about? Yeah, now it's going to be okay. <laughs> You're only allowed one trolling motor yeah, per of boat three. instead of technically three. But it just it's insane how they can you know, rig up like those huge, trolling motors to That's a huge walleye deal. Really? That's massive out there. Really? Well yeah, because then they can control their drifts. I would think that's more of just a they're more of trolling, right? Yeah, with dual trolling motors. Huh. Depending on how the wind is. That's wild. I don't know. I saw those things and I was like, what the fuck are they doing now? And then that's where I've seen them before. I saw uh, so forward facing sonar breaks and I was like, what? And then I looked into it and it makes sense. It's cool. But Jesus, when does it stop? Yeah. The amount of things that are going to come out to help forward facing sonar is going to be nuts. Well, you got the two new Berkeley hard baits <clears throat> that are yeah. solely for forward facing sonar, uh-huh. which you knew that was going to come, but they're pretty neat looking still to be honest the back drifting freaking jerk bait basically yeah. like mm-hmm. that's wild um so so yeah that's probably going to be another big thing at the um, end of this year depending on who wins now if somebody wins with that on the back of their boat and they used it it's going to be a whole deal probably goes back to when ike always talked percentages when adding these damn things onto your boat yeah the hydro wave that was the big one uh-huh. when the hydro wave came out if 5% Everybody. of the time it works, that's 5% of the time that somebody else doesn't have it that worked for me. Like, yep. Or that's just 5% more of a chance I have Yeah. now. So, yeah. And <clears throat> that's good segue there. Um, speaking of Ike, he's leaving VMC after being there for years. I didn't even try to make that segue, but and, you're welcome for yeah, that. And is joining uh, Berkeley for hard baits and terminal tackle now. Makes sense. Um, which is cool. That'll be cool to see what he comes up with. Cause he came up with some really good stuff at v- VMC. Um, it makes sense though. Cause he was all in on Berkeley <clears throat> beforehand. A lot of his hard baits that he's made to have been really good. Yeah. Um, especially with Rapala. He's done a lot of stuff with Rapala. Oh yeah. Um, no, I'm really excited to see what Ike series stuff comes out of Berkeley now. He's just got a really good mind for, for playing with baits and just figuring out weird when the dude retires, that's solely what he's going to do. Is he's he, just going to go work in the office somewhere? Yeah, because he tinkers so much. Yeah, um, it's the ADHD, I think. Yeah, um, dude can't leave well enough alone. I guess we'll move to some Bassmaster Open news. We've got a couple uh, familiar Arizona faces competing in the Bassmaster Opens, or e- do I call them the Opens or EQ? EQ. Well, so there's you have the Opens. But those would be like if you just fish like one. But depending on how many you fish, the EQs you get are put when you fish EQs. all nine. Okay. Okay. So if you're fishing the whole year, you're considered in the open EQs. I'm just gonna start saying open slash EQ, I guess, because yeah, because you're gonna have guys that are the local guys, you know, certain lakes that are just gonna jump in and fish that open. But the EQ roster is the guys that are all actually trying to qualify for the elites. Okay, got it. Well, anyways. Uh, the Owl Brothers, Ty and Vu, are both... We already knew that Ty was in, but Vu... Vu's had a boat again for like a month and a half, and he's already back in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I kind of saw it coming, though. Once once I saw him get that boat, it was like, okay, he's, he's back he's, in it. He's he, in in. He wouldn't do that if he wasn't full-blown. No, otherwise he'd still be just rolling the tin rig. Yeah, just cropping it up, but... 
No, that's awesome to see both of them. Hey, going they're gonna eat, Ty's gonna eat good this year for sure. <laughs> he ain't eating ramen this year. <laughs> He's got the freaking crappie master with yeah. him. They're gonna be eating good. <laughs> oh man! So yeah, that's gonna be cool to see them. See how they do on there. Of course, um, Brett Heights, the other EQ guy. Those are our three AZ boys this year. Um, pulling for y'all. Yes, absolutely. So that that's gonna be cool. Didn't see Julius on there, so I don't know if he's taking a step out this year or not. Maybe he's just going to stick to Gaiden. Maybe. Because I know he's been running that for the last few years, but I didn't see his name in the list this, this year. That's a tough freaking, that's a tough road. Oh, God. <clears throat> yeah. Because the kid can catch him. Like, yeah, but man, that the Opens is like the hardest oh, yeah. freaking thing to compete in. Not only logistically, but... <laughs> Especially if you're from out here, do talent wise, uh, but yeah, so talent deep. wise, it's nuts. So so many good fishermen. But when you're trying to do it, that's opens. what you want. It's yeah, get them. I mean, it's one of those where if you prove yourself on the open somehow by winning a tournament or mm-hmm. placing in the top ten or whatever, like you deserve it for yeah, sure. You worked your ass off. Um, let's see what other. Oh yeah, so Dakota Abar Ebear Ebear um, from the MLF. Brass Pro Tour relinquished his spot and moved to the Bassmaster Opens, and uh, Jacopo Galilelli replaced him on the Bass Pro Tour. Um, which Dakota he, jump and makes he did it late for one because like Bass Pro Tour is about ready to kick off too, if I remember correctly, like within a couple of weeks here. Yep, and Ebear is one of the best names in the game right now. Yeah, so seeing him make that move so late kind of says something about the bass pro tour a little bit more it's because I think. they change it every so did you see you probably haven't yet you need to if you haven't um did you watch the build with uh james watson uh yes i did actually all the stuff he was talking about with the dear god the dogs are going crazy <laughs> um yeah with all the rumblings within the bass pro tour and all the inconsistencies and like how he was saying like every week something changes like yep you'd be like oh okay that's how we're gonna do something now and then you turn around no no never mind we're not gonna do it that way we're gonna do it this way mm-hmm. it's like it became really difficult I'm kind of I'm kind of with trait I'd like to see him jump over to like the MPFL yeah. and just go be the freaking poster boy for that thing yeah. I mean, and I know he said he kind of was just wanting to get out of competitive stuff, but like even like Trey said, just do it for a year. And if I, you, I think he would love it over there, honestly. And if you crush it, then you crush it and keep going. If you don't, then you know he's boys with Duncan. And he's boys with Duncan, anyways. Yeah, they'd have a blast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think he should. It's a good group of dudes over there too. I mean, you got elite guys that are in it, like which oh, we probably should we should have pulled up that roster too. There's some sticks in that thing. Mm. Here, you keep rolling. I'm going to pull that up real quick because it's like half the freaking elite fields in the MPFL, too. Well, as he's pulling that up, I guess the other um, MLF Pro Tour news. (laughs) MPFL also is the Nigeria Professional Football League. (laughs) Had no clue that was a thing. Um, Marty Stone um, got cut from the pro tour and it sounded like it was because of the financial situation over there which he's part owner of or, yeah so that's a huge <laughs> they, <laughs> they're just fucking stepping in their own shit at this point i just i don't um, understand it. it marty stone is one he of, was the post like one of the ogs for this thing he would have got hit by a truck for that whole brand yeah and he's the guy that like even when he knew he wasn't you know, when it was in the wrong, he still stood behind it and they just kicked him to the freaking curb. Yep. At least that, that's what it sounds like. And even I, I read a quote that he said, he's like, well, at least I'll have more time to just go down the road and do some fishing instead of getting on a plane every other weekend or every weekend. That is true. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so hopefully it's kind of a blessing in disguise for him and he gets to spend more time with his family and all that, which is always a good thing. But Still sucks that a guy like that gets canned by that that company that pretty much he helped put on the put on the map. So, yeah, more MLF shenanigans that 
Drama, um, drama, drama. I think it's just going to continue, to be honest, at this point. They're just trying to do damage control, but just making more damage. Mm-hmm. Um, it angler profiles? Um, other than that, then we have some um, AZ Bass Nation news as well. They released their new uh, setup schedule, um, which is very interesting. So you've got four qualifying tournaments in two weekends and that's it yeah and i think i pissed off the boys because i was saying you know that's kind of eh i don't like it either like maybe have one of those weekends throughout the season that'd be kind of cool like the havasu parker one so may 11th at havasu and then may 12th at parker strip that would be a cool one to just put like in the middle of the season yeah you know a two-day have those be two tournaments still but just do it in one weekend and then you still have the rest of the I feel like the less tournaments you have, the less you're going to find out like who truly actually deserves to move on. Especially when they're qualify. Like, they're not spread out through like different different times of the year, so it's going to be different patterns. It's going to be like in different areas too. They're yeah. pretty much the same. Um and then October 5th and October 6th, it's Apache and Roosevelt for the for the other two stops. Um, Correct which I have my opinions about Apache now. Um, yeah, but I wanted to apologize to the guys. I wasn't trying to come off as saying that you guys didn't do a good job or that like you weren't taking Nation as a whole into consideration because I know you were. I was more just saying like it's just sad to see it come down to just two weekends instead of like a full circuit. Um, I just feel like it kind of got back seated once one bass kind of took over. I yeah, guess. And then that's a whole nother. And it's like, it's almost like it's just subduing to that and not making it like a priority to grow it, I guess. But I mean, we'll see, maybe more guys will like it, this format and more boats will show up. And if that's the case, then that's awesome. Cause I just want to see nation grow personally. I mean, I think it'd even be even better if they did, um, do the two, two weekends with the four qualifiers or whatever. And I know like Jesse then, parks took over like kind of late in the year to like really try to throw a schedule together. But it's like maybe at the end of the year, add add just two more solo tournaments to the end of the year, like a Bartlett and a Pleasant, just to spread it out just a little bit more, just two more tournaments. Let the cream really rise to the top. Right, and not not on the same weekend, because that would be insane. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I wasn't shitting on Nation. Like, I've fished it for years. Like, I love the format. I still think it's completely unfair what the One Bass format's doing to get people to Nation, you know, to the qualifiers versus what the actual bass nations doing because like it's a shared shared weight format for one bass and then you go fish the lower nation and you it's not shared weight you're on your own i just i just do not see how that's fair to the guys that are a nation i agree i just i don't see how that's fair that kind of bothers me i agree and i don't really have much else to say about it other than because it's like i don't know if there's something we can get changed to where nation is now a shared weight format also Mm -hmm. then it's even playing field on both ends and it's just depending on which way you want to go there yeah the bright spot for me is the havasu parker deal like the fact that they were able to do that on the same weekend is fucking awesome like that'd be a killer weekend that's a dream weekend for a lot of the guys oh yeah um, especially Parker. Not a lot of people know about Parker and not a lot of people go fish Parker. And that's such a unique, fun place to fish. It's a wild fishery. Um, so like I said, having that the two qualifiers there on one weekend would be cool. And then just have all the other t- tournaments like normal. Like you Yeah, know. and if you're going to go to Parker and Havasu, then like maybe don't do Martinez. Right. But do like Apache, Roosevelt, Bartlett, Pleasant. Mm-hmm. And then call it a year. I mean, you could even throw an Alamo in there. Yeah. Maybe. If you wanted to have one a little further again. But the Havasu Parker weekend is a great idea. Glad they did that. That's really cool. Um Yeah. Just I just don't want to see I just don't want to see Bass Nation get down to a point where they're not drawing boats, like nothing's going on, and it ends up being dead, and then it ends up just going away. Like I don't want to see that because that is our grassroots out here. Like bass doesn't come out here at all. So that is literally our only way. Mm-hmm to even attempt to do anything without jumping into the opens yeah and also with the qualifying part of it too is with only four tournaments i mean 
you're going to have to be on top of your game no matter what. Yeah, you can't slip. Like it it doesn't offer more of a buffer that you would get in a normal a normal uh, season, which kind of sucks for some guys that might just be jumping into this to like kind of get their feet wet and stuff. It's more of like, okay, this is only for the diehards that, yeah. that know that they can just come in and, you know, clean house. Well, and it's going to be guys that are already in other circuits too. Yeah. But I feel like if it was more spread out than those guys that aren't usually at the top yeah. that are consistent all year have a better shot of stacking points qualifying, to get in. which they should if they're being that consistent rather than, you know, one guy might, you know, wins two of the four tournaments and then he's pretty much in no matter what and doesn't have to do anything. I beg to say that that's pretty consistent though. But, but yes, I, I get what you're saying. But they're... I don't know. I, I might get shit for this too. It's like you're preaching to have Bass Nation be a very noob friendly, beginner friendly, get your feet wet into tournament fishing and stuff like that. But it's like, I feel like the less tournaments you do like this and some guys knowing the qualifying, how the whole qualify thing works for state. If you only have four tournaments, you're, I mean, how many tournaments did they used to do before? Six, seven, six or seven. Like you almost cut it in half the opportunity to try and qualify to state for some of these guys. So a lot of the newbies are going to see that and probably be like, "Yeah, it's not going to be really worth it. Worth my time to, to do that. I know I wouldn't because coming from the co-angler side, like seeing this, I would love to go to the Havasu Parker thing, but I'm only doing Bass Nation because I want to qualify for state. And just seeing that I only have four opportunities instead of the usual seven. Like, I know that I'm not going to have that good of a shot. So, especially since two of the places are places I hardly ever fish. Yeah. Or get to fish. So, I don't know. It just wouldn't be... I'd, I'd feel like I'd get more out of it for me if I were just going to... um, Trying to get on somebody else's boat and just fish a, another circuit yeah. that has seven, eight tournaments throughout the year and i know how they were saying like i mean obviously yeah no matter how you do it you're not going to make everybody happy and i get never that. yeah ever ever and i fully understand that and i i sorry jesse i didn't mean to like seem like i was coming at you in facebook but that wasn't the intention at we all ain't um, about that no the whole one bass shared weight thing and then i have a sweet spot obviously for nation because as you know i've been with you guys for a few years i just don't want to see those guys getting screwed because one bass is sending guys to state that realistically didn't pull their own weight to get there that chaps my ass yeah because one co-angler could get lucky as hell and catch two fish in two tournaments but still qualify because he had a great great draw great boater. of boaters <laughs> whereas there's another guy that might just miss that fished his absolute dick off. Yep. And even beat out his boater. Yep. Somehow or had four of the five fish in the boat. Well, no, yeah. Or where Coe's caught five fish for their tournament in regular nation. Yeah. And then he misses But out. it was less. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's not that fair to me. I don't I don't see how it is. I'd have to see how, however, they're doing a point system and stuff, but I just, just, they'd need to at some point come together and be like, okay, do both of us do the shared weight or do both of us just do co and boater weight? Still think you're going to get better draws with a shared weight. I think so too. I think you're going to appeal to more people with shared weight. Yes. I know all the, but if you're going to do it, do it across the board for both. Yep. You have to at that point. You can't have one way to qualify be different than another way. I I don't know. I just feel like that's not fair. Granted, I mean, if you want, you can fish regular nation, and then you can jump into one bass also and try to qualify through there. So I guess you do have two paths to qualify, but not everybody's kind of got that that capital to go jump in. Exactly. One bass opens. Uh So again, it comes into pay to play a little bit. Yeah, which is bullshit when you're preaching that, no, this is for beginners. And and grassroots. Trying to get people in that want to do it yeah you're kind of in a weird spot with that which i get it can be hard at times sometimes you're kind of your hands are tied and you have to just do what do what you got to do but yeah it's interesting i personally think that there's a few better ways that they could 
Kate, they can do it. Yeah. And maybe the schedule is like this because like you said, they're pressed for time and you know, maybe it's, yeah. Cause I know be- Jesse took over like what end of December ish, like beginning of January. And so maybe it's and just- automatically canceled the Martinez tournament that was supposed to be at the end of January. Yeah. So it could just very well be kind of a last second. They were trying to get they tournaments just threw whatever they could together. And then next year is going to be different. If so, great. But, it's just kind of a funky schedule this year. It's just maybe be a little transparent and say that when the schedule comes out. But that's just me. So people know that, okay, it's just, you know, yeah, just, just this year they're changing it up and we'll go back to normal next again, year. I didn't want to come off as bashing it. I love Bass Nation. It's got a sweet spot in my heart. Even though I have had my shitty experiences with it, I I still enjoy it too. I think it is a great way for, for certain people that have the personality to be able to do it. I don't. I had far more first time. It's, it's a great way for people to learn and get into bass fishing and learn the tournament. Yeah. Sort of way of doing things and, and all that. It opens up a lot of avenues for people. Yeah. Um, like in my years of being a boater in there, I had more probably what three to one ratio of new, never done a tournament co-anglers over one that's been there, done it. Yeah. Which is great. It was cool. That's what you want. Yeah. In the Bass Nation. Got to teach. Got to meet some cool people. Got to see other people get the bug as bad as we all have it. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Yeah. So I guess we'll we'll get off of that hot topic. Um, <laughs> little soapbox, I guess. Okay. So I pulled up the 24 uh, NPFL roster. So I'm just going to go down kind of hit like some big hitters through here um obviously tommy biffle hell yeah brother zach burge um, old tommy's still doing it oh yeah drew cook john cox lonnie cochran's in there too yeah lonnie cochran uh david fritz <laughs> oh cool he just retired from the elite series and yep he's doing now that. he's jumping cool. in there nice. uh buddy gross obviously I don't know if Ron Johnson's still from AZ or is if that he actually Ron moved. Jo- old it Ron is. Johnson? Yeah. Oh, cool. Arizona fishing guide. Wes Logan. Um, Pete Pons still doing it. John Sokup. J. Todd Tucker. Patrick Walters. Uh, Welcher. Nice. Patrick Walters, yeah. David Williams. Jason Williams. Jason Williams. And, yeah. I guess not as many big names as it sounded like. There's quite a few in there, though. I'm sure there's names in there that were going to... There's a few of these guys that I watched last year that were absolute studs, too. That's the fun part of it, too. There's a lot of the names. You're like, who the hell is this guy? He yeah. just fucking comes out of nowhere. That was really fun last year. But I was I was surprised to see the amount of elite guys double-dipping. I guess the schedule's worked out. Zach Burge is going to be an absolute poster boy for this thing. I'll put Tommy on the... Make let him be the, the poster boy for it. That's awesome. He'd be like your Walmart greeter. Get your shit. Come on, and get out. Come on, Denny Brower. If Tommy's still doing it, you need to get your butt out there and do it too. I still <laughs> totally want a senior tour. Denny Brower would give me a senior tour. Eat everyone alive that comes in within like a football field of him on the lake. Throw Biffle. Throw. Oh, Denny Brower would be sweet. Like Roland Martin. Oh yeah, Jimmy Houston. Jimmy Houston. Yeah. <laughs> Hank Parker. Yeah. Like just just give me a give me a seniors tour. Yes. David Fritz. You mm-hmm. could throw him on there. Of course, Klon. Yep. Bernie Schultz. Yes. I dude, I want that so bad. That I think fun. and put cameras in every single one of those boats. Oh my god. I just want a boat. Could you imagine I Denny just w- Brower with I, a camera? I just want a camera on Denny the whole time. Only if Mark Zona's the camera guy. Because <laughs> yeah. there's some history. Uh-huh. I think that would be full circle and funny as hell. Yeah. And who else? I don't think uh I don't think Bill Dance could. Probably not well. Um I don't know if Fritz is gonna be fishing from a seat, so Mark Davis, there's another one. Yeah, Mark Davis. Yeah, I think that'd be that'd be, that'd that'd be, be hilarious. Dude, that'd, that'd be, be so much great fun. TV. So much fun. Just let all the old boys get out there mm-hmm. and just hammer on each other. That'd be hilarious. That would make my that would make my year. Because you know for a fact, 
There ain't going to be any forward-facing sonar in those boats. <laughs> that is old-school ass-whooping out yeah. there. Denny Brower is going to have a fucking half-ounce black and blue jig. All year long. Everywhere he goes. Yep. Clunge is going to go crank his ass off. They're going to be on fucking St. Clair, and he's going to be... Fritz is just going to be cranking. Yep. Biffle's going to be throwing a Biffle bug around everywhere. Uh-huh. You know there ain't going to be any... Any forward-facing sonar in There boats. would not be a single spinning rod in Denny Brower's boat. No. I don't even know that. It, he probably doesn't happen. own one. So I know he fishes, he guides out in Mexico now. So Oh, in Mexico? At some of those. Oh, yeah, that's all big lines. Some stuff. of those lakes, yeah. Only one that probably likes sneak forward-facing sonar would be Klein. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Klein and uh, Schultz, for yeah. sure. Because they're still in the thick of it. Klein, too. I don't know if he uses his forward-facing sonar or not. Probably a little bit, but I just, I don't think that there would be much of that in the senior tour. <laughs> just, you'd have to have like 35 inch monitors up there for them to see it. Like they should set them up, <laughs> set them all up in like 1984 Rangers. With, Dude. Yes. With, with the fla- flashers, flashers and shit. And the paper it. graphs. Yeah. <laughs> just let them have at it, dude. And then do the MLF thing and then throw them on a new lake that they've never been to and let them figure it out. That would be fun. I think we're on to something here. Now we just need the capital. Who wants to sponsor this? That would like that would turn into a reality TV show. Jack Links. More than anything. Jack Links. Oh yeah. You guys need a need a new one. That'd be sick. Since Bass Pro Tour is not working out. Mm-hmm. And then KVD can be the announcer, play by play. Now that he's retired. <laughs> that'd be sick. <laughs> Dude, that'd be so. Or have Ike and Ellie involved somehow? Oh, he's got to be the on the water guy. He would be the camera guy for Denny Brower because those two hate each other. Not hate each other, but they have a lot of bad. That's a lot of mixed beef. energy. <laughs> exactly. No, Ike would have to be your on the water commentary guy. Oh, man. You know how excited he would get to see somebody catch a bass? I really hope that when he retires, he, he has to. He does something with being an analyst or, or something with Bassmaster. But knowing him, he'll probably just. Oh, Davey Height. Yeah, we can get Davey Height on the senior tour. Yeah, you could. Yeah. He'd still whoop some ass. Oh, yeah. That that dude would serve everybody a big-ass piece of humble pie. Mm-hmm. He can catch him. Hell, shit. I mean, talk is almost there, too. Yeah. I guess we'd have to figure out the parameters of the ages. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's a lot of the old guys that are still... Yeah. They're, like, on the fringe now. Yeah, what are we going to do? 60-plus and... Yeah, probably. 60 to grave, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm in on this. I think that would be absolutely awesome. That'd be sweet. Give me a senior tour, please. Mm-hmm. Live cameras, everybody's boats, no forward-facing sonar, flashers and paper graphs. Oh, that'd be so much fun. <laughs> yeah. I'm here for it. All right, so do we get into our Apache <clears throat> recap? I suppose we could. I have nothing. Do you want to do everybody else's and then do ours, or do you want to do ours and then jump to everybody else's stuff? Uh, I guess I guess we could do ours last. I mean, I won't have much fishing shit to add anyway, because I did hardly anything. So You have had a rough last couple tournaments, yes. Uh, I guess let's start with... We'll do tournament recaps then for yeah. the other... Jeez, were we all... Oh, no, okay. Yeah, we'll do uh, tournament recaps... Uh, let's do, let's talk fishing, uh, was on the 13th of January here. Uh, they were at a Roosevelt Lake. Oops, shoot. Scrolled too far. So we will do, we'll do top 10 on this bad boy. Weights actually were not terrible. Pretty good, actually. Yeah. Um, they were more consistent than Apache. Uh, dude, I, this team... Keith Knutson and Ken Knutson, if they're not in a top five, then they're probably just not even fishing in a tournament at this point. Yeah. They've hit their stride. Ridiculously consistent. Those guys are just cash and checks. But, I mean, they got a Vexus to pay off, so, I mean, this is helping. <laughs> <laughs> they got to cash checks. That payment ain't cheap. Uh, they had five fish, five alive for fifteen eighty uh, with a three sixty nine big. Uh, second place was Rob Thielen and Trey Thielen, uh, five fish, five alive for fifteen seventy two, close weights, uh, with a three ninety two big. Third place Robert Mayer and Richard Witt, uh, five fish, five alive, fifteen twenty 
with a 399 big looks like all right it's all distorted on here robert good job bud yes sir you've been flirting with some wood for a little while now and finally got it about time that shit paid off for you good work uh fourth place was john dill and tom hunt uh five fish five live for 1515 with a 691 big wow there you go that's a little bit better yeah uh, fifth place, team we idolized in this growing up, uh, Danny Uptain, Jarrett Coleman. Yes, sir. Always love those dudes. Straight shooters. Uh, five Fish, Five Alive for 1447 with a 372 big. Uh, sixth place was Richard Pratt and Bruce Pearson. Uh, fifth, or five Fish, Five Alive for 1421 with a 355 big. Seventh was Frank Nader and David... I I got nothing on that one. Ropeza? Which one? Seventh. David Oropesa. Oropesa? Yep. Okay. So I can't like zoom in. It's like all blown out. Uh Five Fish Five Alive for fourteen even with a three fifty three big. Eighth was Josh Winland and Luke Weiser. Weiser. Uh Five Fish Five Alive for thirteen fifty four with a four forty one big. Ninth was Jimmy Shea and Mike Perkins. Five Fish, Five Alive for 1328 with a 327 big. And rounding out your top 10 was Don Robinson and Alf Penland. Uh, Five Fish, Five Alive, 1299 with a 376 big. Just missing your top 10 was Mike Crothers and Nathan Foreman. Uh, Five Fish, Five Alive, 1248 with a 329 big. Not bad curious if they got the nerd fact oh shit i could have okay now i know if i click that i can read it Hmm. that's a concept all right uh so stats of the tournament you had 33 teams show up from derby day uh total fish weighed was 146 total fish released 146 so they had 100 release rate uh total fish weight was 349.51 pounds uh, average fish weight was 2.39. Average number of fish per team was 4.42. So just about everybody averaged a limit. And average weight per team was 10.28. That's not bad. That is a pretty solid it's a good tournament, tournament for everybody. Yeah, like not crazy weights, but not terrible weights. Overall, not bad. Especially with how cold it was. Yeah. And Fishing 48 kicked off their first one of their new season, uh, the 2024 Cactus Cup Team Trail. And we'll do top 10 on that one also. Um, good buddy of ours, Mr. Conrad Demex. Yes, sir. And Shelby Griffin. Uh, they ended up taking the win in the season opener. Uh, they had five fish, five alive at 13.30. By the way, this was at Bartlett. Um, second place <laughs> was Shane Edgar and Jake Dorms. Uh, five fish, five alive for 13.13 with a 2.93 big. Jake Domris. Domris. Okay. Yep. Thank you. Uh, third place, another guy we know real well, Tim Roden and Danny Adams. Uh, five fish, five alive, thirteen even with a three eighty eight big. Fourth was Jeff Martineau and Tom Lofren. 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 Five fish, five alive, ten point seven nine with a two forty seven big. Fifth place was John Lynch and John Hardy. Five fish, five alive for ten seventy with a two forty eight big. Sixth was John Landis and Dylan Laddick. Uh, five fish, five alive, ten twenty-one with the two thirty-eight big. Seventh was Fisher Griffiths and Zach Hayes. Ten or five fish, five alive, ten fifteen was their weight with a two twenty-four big. There's a stud in the lineup. Eighth place, Roy Hawk and Sonny Hawk. There's a duo. Yeah, um, came all the way down from the Nort. Uh, five fish, five alive for ten even with a three fifty-two big. Uh, ninth place was Tom Kildiff and Patrick Whitaker. Uh, five fish, five alive, nine seventy with a two sixty big. And rounding out your top ten was Laren Porter and Creston Carroll. 
Uh, five fish, five alive for eight ninety two. So weights fell off a little bit for Bartlett. A little bit, but the top three for with all the thirteen pounds is pretty. Yeah, that's pretty that's strong. Freaking good. Yeah, that's true. And then it goes from thirteen to ten. So it was a tough day. Just those three figured it out. Yep, got a couple of decent bites. Um, I mean, they had a decent turnout. So you're looking at Teams Fish. They had sixty four turnout for their season opener. Uh, total fish weighed was 177. Total fish released 177, so 100 100% again. Total fish weight was 306.38 pounds. Excuse me. Uh, average weight per fish was just under two pounds, 1.73. Bartlett's average the last couple of years has been so consistently almost a two pounder. Yeah, it's getting close. It's getting much better. Uh, average number of fish per team. Was 2.77. So that Ouch. really... <laughs> Ouch. How many freaking zeros were in here to skew that? Oh, yeah. Dude, team struggled. Yeah. This is, like I said, is it just seeing the top three with 13 and then it go to 10 at number four. Like, Damn. That's a tough day. I mean, you had somebody crack the top 15 with four fish. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, that's that's brutal. Um, Yeah, that's that's just a bad day. But yeah, so no, average number of fish per team was 2.77, so basically three fish per team. Uh, average weight per team was 4.71 pounds. Yikes. She's fallen off a little bit. A little bit. It doesn't help, though, that uh, they dropped the lake like crazy since our tournament. Mm. Uh, when I was back out there, a lot of stuff that we did fish, Yep. high and dry, baby. All right. Uh, and then they started flowing from Horseshoe again. All right. So I'm sure that just tore that lake a new one. But if you guys figured it out, as they always will, no matter how shitty the conditions are, somebody is going to win. Yep. That's why you play the game. Yep. Do you remember where that's from? It's not the Joker, is it? It sound, You sounded like the Joker. Yeah, I didn't did. even mean for that to happen. But. <clears throat> I want to know how I got these scars. <laughs> Oh, shit. All right. Uh, we'll jump over to dun, 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 Southwest Custom Tackle. What you've all been waiting for. Oh, yeah. I'm sure everybody's <laughs> just waiting for this. I don't know. People seem to enjoy this still, and God bless you. Glad you're here. Um, Weekend Warrior Bass Series. We went out to Apache. The road yeah. was nice. Yeah. Fishing kind of not so much. Fishing fucking sucked. I mean, it wasn't bad. It sucked. You got a shitload of fish in pre-fish. It sucked. <laughs> uh, I mean, we ran a bunch of different stuff. Like, we really didn't, like, lean on any fish. We'd catch a couple and move and catch a couple and move. Still sucked. A lot of little fish. Yeah, which is unheard of at Apache. Which is good and bad. Weird. Obviously, we've been getting decent spawns because these are all, like, within the last couple of years spawners. That are all hitting that like one and a half pound range now because the amount of like one and a quarter, ah, not even that. Not even. You're like 0.8 to like 1.2 pound fish, mm-hmm. chock full of them in that lake. Yeah. It's insane right now. And they are schooled up on every point, on every part of the lake, and droves and just no size to anything. Um, not saying a couple guys didn't get a couple decent ones, because there were some, were still some good fish caught. There were more three pounders. Excuse me, been a long freaking day. Um, more three pounders than I thought were caught. We'll get into why. I don't know if us as tournament anglers and whatnot, or circuits in general. I don't know if we need to back off of Apache again or what, but. We'll touch that here in a second. Um, we'll kill through our top 10 here. I'm going to let you read it this time. Have at her, bud. Uh, if I can. Can't read? Need me to turn it. Okay, starting it off. Um, first place was John Hilland and Doyle Wolford. Um, they had five fish for 1505 with a 584 big. They took home $3,200. Great payday. Second place was uh, Hoser Lopez and Josh Escobar. Five fish for fourteen ninety one with a five twenty four big. 
third place, Joe Wheeler and Donnie Wagoner. Five fish for 1348, the 374 as their big fish. Um, fourth place, Jim Fields and Justin Fields. Five fish for 1171. They had a 415 as their big. Fifth place was Levi Shelton and Jesse Cornett. Five fish for 1155 with a 401 big. Sixth place, Shocker, Keith, Ken and Keith Knudsen. Five fish for 1143. 309 big. You guys just keep fucking riding that wave. They don't miss. Mm-hmm. No. I'm just right going to no. start following that Vexus around, dude. Yeah. Might might have to start doing that. <laughs> now they're kicking we'll, ass. We'll take your coals. Yeah. And just, give yeah us your, real. just give us your coals. <laughs> Um, seventh place, Corey Sauter and Cody Nugent. Fifth place, or seventh place, sorry, five fish, 1084, 373 big. Eighth place, Donnie and Noah Allen. Five fish for 1064, the 251 big. Ninth place, Anthony Avalos and Jacob Reynoso. Five fish for 1042, 354 big fish. And rounding out the top 10, Philip. Philip DeJulio and Randy Maddox, five fish for 1039 with a 319 big. Just outside of the top 10, our good buddy Josh and Chevelle Palma. She got top lady again. Um, Killing it. Five fish for 1027 with a 301 big. Great job, guys. That's awesome. And then another buddy right after that. And if I remember correctly, didn't they tell us that that was their first time at Apache? Yes, it was. Yep. So great job. job. We ran too much history, I think. And then Marty Halsey and Jim Darling in 12th, another good buddy of ours. Five yes, fish for 10.09 with a 3.10 big. So Snuck out with a payday. Yep. Yeah. And then we we finished 26th. Yep. Out of 66 or something like that with 7.70. Yep. Um, we'll do the nerd facts and we'll break it down a little bit. But, yeah, Team's fish, we had 66. Uh, total fish weighed with 237. Total fish released 235. I feel like that's skewed. There were a few more, I think. There were a few more than that that didn't go back. Um, total fish weighed. Or at least they were alive when they weighed in. Yeah, they were alive when they weighed in. But Correct. Afterwards, not so much. Yeah. Total fish weight 410 pounds. Um, we did that in eight hours. Average fish weight was 1.73, so we averaged a Bartlett fish. Uh, average number of fish per team, 3.59, so tough on the limits. And average weight per team was 613. Yeah. That is, anybody that knows Apache, that is not the Apache that normally would have shown up in a January tournament. Yeah. There would have been at least two or three 20-pound bags. And I will say not a single smallmouth was weighed in. Um, nobody mentioned catching one, but can confirm there was not one weighed in. They are gone. They are fossils. They're, they don't, I don't exist. I'm not going to say all of them are gone because I, I feel like that's almost impossible. Um, but that population is going to be small. I think it's going to be like... I'd venture to guess. Smaller than Roosevelt population now. Yes, exactly what I was about to say. And that's already a small population. Not really. There's quite a few being weighed in every tournament now. Dude, I haven't run across one in that lately. I haven't either, but... Years. There was like five or six of them that I were guess if you figure out where the hell they're hanging out, maybe. Maybe there's like a certain area of the lake that they're congregating in now. But yeah. Um, fishing wasn't great. We caught a lot. You caught a lot. Whatever. As a team, we caught <laughs> over over 40 fish. Easy. Over two days. I caught three. On tournament day. First thing in the morning. On tournament day. And then nothing for fucking six hours. You did have a rough day. Doing doing the same fucking thing you were. Yeah. Literally. (laughs) And we were chasing fish around on live scope. That's that's no fucking two tournaments for me in a row. God damn it. It's over. It's done. I'm ready for Alamo. It's a lake I've never been to. You're washed, bud. Clean slate. Time to fucking end the drought. Please carry at Alamo. Good God. I'm tired of all the stress. You carry for once. Please. For all that is holy, that would be... Hopefully we just both actually catch them on the same damn day, which should be cool, instead of just one of us freaking catching them. Yeah, that too. Because you carried my ass at Roosevelt. 
I carried you at Bartlett and then carried you at Apache. The only one where he participated equally was Pleasant. Yeah, that was a, that was shitty. <laughs> and we weighed the fucking smallest five fish limit. <laughs> like this year has been rough, people. Like this is what happens when you don't do tournaments together for a whole season. Yeah, we're, for years, yeah, and you jump back into struggling. it, struggling. You get the biggest slice of humble fucking pie ever. Uh, I'm okay with it though. It is what it is. I mean, we're still like maybe in the top ten for points, which is cool. They haven't released the updated standings yet. I keep checking and waiting. Um, we were in 11th overall somehow. <laughs> and I yeah. don't know how, but we were. Uh, and, I mean, we finished above half the field again. So didn't bomb it. Managed decent points. Um, yeah. Just small fish. A lot of small fish. But... I don't think Apache's as healthy as what we all think. Um, even what fish we did catch. They were struggling. They were struggling all day. Water was cold. Plenty of oxygen. I mean, like, we do our normal thing. Like, we were cycling water. Like, we did our normal fish care thing. Fizzed when we needed to. Fish were just not looking good. Like, at all. And, it, and every fish we caught that even when we we called out, like, you know, a fresh fish, even one that we, even fish we caught shallow that didn't need to be fizzed. I mean, they were upright. They just didn't look good. They were very lethargic. Mm-hmm. They were soft. I don't even know how to, like, say it, but, like, there's a texture that they get, like, when they're closer to death. Yeah. It's almost like a clammy feeling. Like they all felt that like you could just like reach in and just like grab them by the lip and pull them out. They were the most like subdued bass ever. Mm -hmm. And then after weigh in and took our fish down, you know, put them in the light, you know, in the release bin. So if anything needed to be fizzed, you know, they'd get, get taken care of. Um, There are quite a few fish dead in a bag, which thankfully we didn't put them into the water because that's bad juju. But that just, makes it look like i mean a lot of us had trouble with fish care which means that the fish aren't healthy i mean your cold water your oxygen's already going to be high i mean we're running an oxygenator for crying out loud also plus g juice like this time of year is when you shouldn't have to worry about fish care at all Mm -hmm. unless you're catching them deep and you have to fizz them right but but it's just i don't know the fish did not seem healthy to us a lot of fish I caught had weird parasites all around their crushers and uh, throat. Did notice that. That was kind of strange. But yeah, everything just seemed kind of sickly, which is unfortunate. Lake was kind of down too, like 90%. So like a lot of like banks were kind of kind of weird. Um, a lot of fish that I was able to find and catch were all main lake points out in like 30 foot. Fish were just chilling. Yeah, it's just it's just weird considering that we went earlier in the year, or I did. I did too. And fucking fishing was great. All the fish looked healthy, still big fish. Yeah, we went last February, had like 18 pounds. And and then I went by no myself time. in the kayak and had almost 16 yeah. pounds by myself. So now I was catching fish all day and they all looked good and... Swam away fine, no problems. So I don't know if it was just a it's a winter thing. Maybe the lake's changing over. I fish are just stressed. The water is lower than normal, so I I don't know. There could be a lot of other factors too, but yeah, just seemed maybe we stopped fishing Apache in the winter. Maybe it's more of a a spring fall sort of deal out there. I don't know. Either that or it just hasn't rebounded as fast as we thought it has. Yeah, I don't know. Because I know that this was the biggest tournament that's been on Apache since the Golden Algae outbreak. Um, so it was a good gauge. Really would have liked to see Game and Fish down there doing krill surveys, personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, with them knowing that this was the biggest tournament since the... But it's winter. It's trout season. Yeah. <laughs> God. Sorry. Had to do it. Jared, I'm talking to you. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta worry about the gay bass. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I'd. <laughs> it's unfortunate where the priorities do lie there. It is, it's sad. But overall, we managed managed a decent tournament. Got got good points out of it again. It's just yeah, the the lake just seemed rough. 
The road was the best I've ever seen it. Yep, that was nice. That was nice. That was actually like not terrible to drive down there. I just really hope that maybe there was just something going on with the lake that just kind of had the fish stressed already. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I guess we'll see. Uh, there should be some more tournaments going out of there here soon. So we'll see uh, how everybody else fares and see what our dead loss is out of those tournaments and kind of just start gauging weights to see if the weights start, you know, racking back up. Maybe it's mostly all males pulled up. Maybe a lot of the bigger females are still like way out deep and they just haven't moved up yet. And the males are just kind of up stressed out. Don't know. We will definitely see and just keep an eye on Apache because we all want to see it get back to the glory days of, of what it was. Yeah. It won't because they won't stock trout in there anymore, but it's true. And you got guys out there just big baiting them to death. Those days are gone. Yeah. But when you get smallies back in there, those days are gone too. I know. It's unfortunate because that was so much fun. Yep. Anywho. Um, only on one. to the next one. Uh, Alamo, yep. February 10th. Be there. Be square. Yep. And then only one tournament coming up. Um, is that the, No, that's not this weekend, is it? Yeah, it is this 20th, weekend. 20th, yeah. That's the only one I saw. Um, I didn't actually like NBC. NBC is out at Lake Pleasant, so I should have looked further ahead. If you guys want to get out there and join that one, <clears throat> go to Lake Unpleasant this weekend. Bear the cold. Maybe catch some striper while you're up there. Some dinner. That lake is an interesting one. I am still indifferent. All right, so uh, yeah, so January twentieth, NBC. Uh, teams is out at Pleasant. Um, you've got Weekend Warrior uh, Havasu Series is also out there on the 20th. And Bass Junkies is going to be a Bartlett on the 20th. Ooh. So you got either Bartlett, Havasu, or Pleasant to choose from this coming weekend. So get out. All right. Support. Should be actually a warmer It's warmer supposed to be weekend. a little warmer, yeah. I think. Yep. Um. <laughs> Shouldn't actually be too bad at all, to be honest with you. Way to punch that, bud. Sorry. Yeah, Saturday. Low of 51, high of 70. There we go. Nice. That ain't bad. Front moving in Sunday. We're going to get rain Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, supposedly. Fun. Nice. So, yeah, prefrontal Saturday. Y'all should have a fun time. Get after it. Contemplating if I'm going to go prefish Alamo or not. What? Maybe. Dang. We'll see. It's on the cards. It's either I'm going to go this weekend or I'm going to go next weekend. But I didn't look ahead to see if any tournaments are out there next weekend. Uh, that is a road trip. No tournaments. out. There's no other tournaments. So this is the last weekend of tournaments until the February 10th weekend. All right. Um, and then it looks like there's three of us going out on the February 10th weekend, which we'll cover again uh, before that weekend, obviously. But... Um, Bass Junkies is going to be at Roosevelt going out of Choya on February 10th. We are going to go out of Alamo. Uh, Let's Talk Fishing, obviously going to go to Roosevelt. And those will be your three next tournaments after this weekend coming up. So looks like there's a big break for everyone. <clears throat> All right. And then Fishing 48 doesn't hit theirs again until the 17th of February. So, yeah. Fun times. Yeah, so either jump in this weekend or you're waiting three weeks like the rest of us until your next derby. Yep. So, jump on in. We went a little long today. Had a little bit to cover. Thank you if uh, you made it this far for bearing with us. We are going to get back on a weekly basis again. We definitely got away from it with the holidays and New Year. and Yeah. Yep, we'll be back for so especially now seasons are starting to ramp up for the pros yeah um, lots of news happening lots of stuff going on yep a lot of us are in mid-season for our local tournaments so we're going to keep obviously with those uh i will probably as soon as they open up registration for the league for uh fantasy fishing which i would assume is going to be here soon if they haven't already um i will create that so everybody can start jumping in and we'll make posts on the Facebook and uh, Instagram also letting everybody know to jump mm-hmm. in and where to find it. Yep. But yeah. 
think we're about ready to get the hell on out of here for the night. It's already 725. You got a little one to go get to bed. Yep. Work tomorrow. Yeah, so. Joy. Looking forward to that. Yeah. But thank you guys for bearing with us and anxiously awaiting our when our next episode comes out. And it finally is. So Yes. Hope you listen and enjoy it. And we'll be back at it every week. Yep. So we can... Uh, we will see you guys uh, next Thursday. Yep. Hopefully with some more some more news. I'm sure there will be. <laughs> Have a good week, everybody. Stay safe. See you guys.